dressed much of the time as a villain, keeping you from losing unwanted pounds or not. Low periods are unpleasant. So the next time a bit of the blue tempts you to add unwanted poundage by indulging in a double chocolate sundae food. the refrigerator at night time. Instead, try switching on the radio or the record player and treat yourself to some lively, upbeat music. As Instead, try switching on the radio or the record player and treat yourself to some lively, upbeat music. As has been observed, this can often lift a person out of the doldrums when nothing else can.
Mary Jane. She never complains when I hit Mary with that flame. I light up the cherry. She's so good to me when I pack a fresh bowl. I clean the screen. Don't get me stirred up the smoke through the bubble and water. Spanking it pure, so I got to take my head and hold it just like charm. I get the bowl and I reload it. Get my four footer and bring it on as I take hits from the bar. Some Latin dick, sunny. I never went out and I don't 
think I'm gonna just for some more. She wanted me to bone out the meaning. You think you know what I'm meaning? I got something for the hoes to be scheming on the boot. I really take a trip to Hooterville. I'll throw you out the door of my big blue Seville. Then let another joint. This ain't no exploitation. <laughs> for we are the ones stolen in the ways of the masters. Stoned is the way of the walk.
And welcome to the weekly review with Roman talking very far away from the microphone. Today, it's Friday, March 20th, 2020. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. We're in San Francisco. We're on Ohlone land, and there's lots of information that folks can do to learn about the land that we are on. And I'll just share a few resources for folks. One would be to go to ramaytush.com, and that's R-A-M-A-Y-T-U-S-H.com. You can learn about the history of the land and folks who are still here. And you can also, I would encourage folks to pay the Shumi land tax, and that's S-H-U-U-M-I land tax, and that's based in the East Bay. Also, if you go to the White Noise Collective, there is a section on their website, uh, lots of readings on decolonization and so yes, lots of ways that we can learn and unlearn about, well, learn about the origins of this land and how colonization has continued and very much brought us to this point that we are living in right now. I was debating whether or not to come into the, the station today. I was really hesitant to, and I usually, unless I have something else, I've pretty much tried my best to keep my Fridays clear and open for the past six years so I could come in and do the show. And unless I have like an opportunity that's hard to turn down, or I'll try to record ahead of time and have Pam or someone else uh, play it while they're here. I very rarely skip shows, so it was really weird that, um, in a way, I didn't have anything else planned uh, this Friday. Quite the opposite, I did have guests who were planning to come in, and we've had to postpone it a little bit, and we'll most likely be able to do a radio call in hopefully this weekend and have it up and going for folks soon. Uh, so just with everything going on, it's plans have had to shift a little bit, and I was debating because I've been really trying just to stay in, um, and and I was like, oh, is that even do I even need to go in? Do I want to go in? And I'm not. We don't have the capabilities, unfortunately, to. I mean, I could record from home, but I wouldn't be able to broadcast from home at the moment. So I was really hesitant to come in, and I was. You know, talked with some folks and was like, yes, a reminder that media is important. Radio broadcasting is important to, it's an important service to provide folks, especially since there is so much misinformation and lies and folks in positions of power have been covering up information that would save lives. And that's, I could have said that at any point in history, pretty much, and we're really seeing it now. And it's important that for those of us who do have resources to get the word out, and most of the show is me sharing words from other folks and providing resources for people. Because I know, um, I just realized I'm still wearing my bike helmet. That's kind of where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I've been here. I got in early to, to, to sanitize things, spray the doorknobs and clean the microphone and put wet wipes on surfaces. And uh, I'm still wearing my bike helmet. I was like, oh, maybe I'm just uncomfortable because I, I did have a mask on earlier and got my gloves on and I'm standing up because I had sanitized a chair. I'm also just very much, I'd rather be overly uh, cautious. I don't know the last time someone was here, but still a uh, virus can live on surfaces for, depending on the surfaces, you know, anywhere from a few hours to a few days and just wanting to be, wanting to be as careful as I can be. And also the, the idea that if you, you know, the idea is to behave as if you have it already to make sure you don't spread it onto others. So being aware of that. So I'm, I am wearing my bike helmet. That obviously will not protect me from much unless I fall off my bike, which I'm clearly not on at the moment. I just think that's funny. I am still wearing my bike helmet. Okay. 
oh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Um, sharing resources for folks. Yes, when I find myself to be depressed or anxious, which is, I think, a lot of the time, and also recognizing many of us, I feel like if you are alert and aware in the world, if you're a human being, if you're perceptive, if you witness things, if you have witnessed things, if you've experienced trauma, if you've witnessed trauma, if you have engaged at all in being a human being on this planet, uh, uh, those feelings are natural to come up and at times feel really overwhelming. And of course, these feelings are natural. It's a natural reaction to what is going on and to what has happened before us and the world that we've inherited and what we're living in and taking part in. And it feels insurmountable in a way to change it and even to live through it and to be our best. And you know, I, I feel like the ideal versions of ourselves at our very best, we're kind and we're generous and we do more for others than we do for ourselves and we provide and we tell the truth and we don't want to hurt people, yet that's, I think under capitalism, it's fucking impossible to survive under those, under these conditions that in a way reward folks who are dishonest, it rewards violence, it rewards selfishness, um, short term, it's all short term of course, but there are not a lot of pieces in place in order to encourage behavior that celebrates and honors collaboration and collaboration and taking care of each other is of course what will save us. <sighs> so in times like this, when the anxiety and the depression are really high, uh, if one is able, and again, it's not about productivity, it's not about what, you know, what people should do, because of course we all have different abilities and different capabilities and that also changes from moment to moment. There are some days when I feel like, oh, I can do this, this, and this, and other days I just cannot. And that's totally okay. And so I also want to do the show as a way of providing options for folks. So if people are are at home and have access to being online and want to do something, there are so many different ways that folks can show up for one another, whether it's signing a petition, it's encouraging jails to begin to release people, encouraging ICE to just shut the fuck up and not exist anymore. There's probably a different way of saying that but that's kind of where my energy is at at the moment, or cops to stop arresting people and harassing homeless folks. Also, my energy, that's where my rage is at. My rage is there, and things that were already in place and happening. <sighs> okay. Donating supplies, donating food, checking up on folks who might not have as much access as you do. These are all things that folks can do. If you have kids, ways to share what's actually happening with kids, to... Um, not necessarily keep folks entertained, but to also just to communicate and do what's best to care for each other. And there's so many options out there, and there's so many resources out there, and there always have been, and I think perhaps now that so many of us are in, the, are in a similar, not that we're in the same situation, but we're all facing a similar fear, or at least a similar threat, certainly, because virus can affect anybody. And yes, folks with more uh, status and wealth will have more access to testing, which is fucked up. Lots of rage. Lots of rage going on. The point is that viruses do not discriminate. So the fact that more and more folks are recognizing what's going on and more people are feeling maybe afraid, it's important to recognize what solutions there are, or at least wait, not necessarily even solutions, but just op op action items, fo things that folks can do. Um, so there's a lot of mutual aid kits out there. There's a lot of also tips on gardening and farming if you have access to land, whether indoor or outdoor, growing your own vegetables and fruits and herbs and spices and all of these things that of course, you know, folks were doing, people were taking care of the land, living off the land before uh, it was colonized. <sighs> so, so much of it. And then we're also seeing the animals are coming back into various places where the humans are not, uh, you know, roaming around so much. And some folks have been like, oh, humans, we're the virus. And my whole feeling is it's, it's really uh, 
colonialism and capitalism is the virus itself. These are systems that are in place designed to hurt animals, hurt the earth, for us to hurt each other and to not live safely. And again, there are so many jobs out there. We're talking about jobs. There are jobs out there that involve hurting other people. So if you need to make money in order to survive and have a roof over your head and it pays less to be a teacher than it does to be a cop, something's fucking wrong there. Sending lots of love and solidarity to all the folks out there, the grocery store workers out there and the clerks and the folks out there who are working on helping people under some not-so-great conditions, all the healthcare workers, there are folks who are getting infected, and they're doing it, they're putting their lives on the line to help others, and I think that's beautiful, and it's also fucked up that we're in this place. And that people knew about this for months and didn't do anything, and now we're also hearing about certain members of Congress who like also created stocks. They knew about this, and they're like, oh, this is going to be bad. Let me make some money off this disaster. But that's, again, what they fucking do. Similar to when they have wars. And I think now there's also just this idea that, um, I, and I apologize, I um, can't think of the name of the person whom I heard this from, but this idea that uh, fascism is, it's like colonialism turned inwards. I mean, we're also, we've, the Amer United States, let's just put it out there, imperialism has gone to other countries. There's been blockades, there's been coups, there's, you know, overthrowing other governments. There's been in embargoes to like and not allowing other countries to get resources. There's been folks going in, killing people, dropping bombs, stealing resources, etc. So that's, and for some of us living in this country, we might not see it firsthand, but we still are in a way benefiting from it in a way where it's like, oh, I don't think about where this thing I bought came from or who made it or the circumstances or why this certain thing is a certain price. So now we're seeing, I think, more of it just, again, turned inwards. We're seeing the effects of this mentality and this behavior turned inwards where, yeah, folks don't have health coverage. Yes, medicine's too expensive. Yes, if folks don't have work, they may lose their housing, which is a human right. So there's all these things. I should probably sit down and take off my bike helmet. But maybe I'll just stand up and, and rant for a little bit. That's kind of just you know where we're at. And it's so frustrating because so many folks have been saying this for years and years and years that protections need to be put in place. People, war criminals need to be held accountable for their actions. And instead it's like the opposite. It's folks who are, the you know, poverty has been criminalized. So you've got folks who are incarcerated for, I don't know, maybe stealing food or maybe selling weed, which are things that I honestly have no fucking problem with. People are doing these things to survive. Yet you got war criminals, Plenty of folks out there, we can name names, Dick Cheney, Karl Rove, all these folks. Henry Kissinger, he's still alive. Why? Why is he not in The Hague? And if you're listening to this show for the first time, hi, welcome. It's not a comedy show. Uh, this is also kind of why I stopped doing comedy, is I would get up there and rant about these things, and this was, you know, four years ago, and uh, I, I understand folks don't necessarily want to listen if they want to go to a show and, and laugh and think about the world, and it's, I'm like, oh, there are people in positions of power who are trying to kill us. That's not really funny. That's awful. Yet it's the truth, so I understand it would be helpful to find some humor in it, but it's sometimes it's difficult to find humor when one is terrified. <sighs> okay, where was I going with this? Uh, I was going somewhere with it. Where was I going with this? Yeah, that's kind of uh, where we're at, people in positions of power. Oh, yeah, if you're listening for the first time and you think, uh, oh, I'm a lefty and I like Democrats. I don't. I don't like the corporate Democrats are fucking awful. They've gone along with 
so many awful policies. They have cut funding, social services throughout the years. They have signed on to wars. They have increased mass incarceration. They've cut food stamps. They've done a lot of irreparable harm to human beings, and they can go fuck themselves too. So this is just uh, to anyone supporting that line. It's not necessarily how much folks identify. It's really how uh, or how they identify. It's more their behaviors and policies that they support that I find to be problematic. So that's kind of where I'm at. And that's where I've been at. However, hope is on the way. I say that because, I, actually, this reminds me, I went to, I've gone, unplug the mic there for a second. I have talked to college students over the years, colleges and universities, not a lot, but from time to time, and mostly was talking about trans issues and gender identity stuff and, and like in sociolo sociology and different, different types of courses throughout the years. And a friend invited me this when I was in New York last year and a student asked me, like, oh, do you think there's hope? And I know that we're supposed to. Harvey Milk's like, you got to tell people there's hope. You got to tell people there's hope. But at that, at that day, I was feeling kind of down. I was like, no, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I don't think things are going to go well. And I, I know that in spite of that, I, I do have some hope. If I didn't have any hope, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in the station. I wouldn't be living my life. If I completely had given up, I wouldn't be talking right now. So there is that part of me that does believe that folks coming together can, has always saved us. Not obviously not all of us because people have died throughout the years and but it is a matter of people coming together. So there is that piece of me that is hopeful and also I want to be realistic and cynical and just recognize a realist and recognize it, like the pattern of history and we cannot trust the powers that be pr to protect us. If they decide to enact some legislation to do a rent freeze, yeah, that'd be great. Cancel student debt, that's great. Provide universal health care, that would be wonderful. Freeze mortgages too. Do that. Give us like 2,000, Maxine Waters has suggested giving us 2,000, every adult $2,000 a month. That would be fucking rad. I love all of these ideas. They should be put in place. And whether or not they are, we need to find, find ways to support each other. So in case that doesn't happen, we still have each other's backs to the best of our abilities. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. Okay, so well, my last thing in the last, not last thing, because the show's going to be on for a while. I've been mostly playing full records on the show because there's great record players here. The San Francisco Public Library has an awesome record collection, and I did manage to go before they shut down the library. Maybe it was like I've, I've also lost track of time. I feel like I haven't been here in ages. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was here last week. Okay. So, um, yes, I went to the library, got a few books. They're mostly nonfiction. I got some movies. There are some documentaries and serious movies. Probably not the best bet to be when one's going to be stuck indoors for a while, but you know I, that's the kind of stuff I like. Uh, okay, so uh, and materials and records. So I got some records, and so I've been playing full records because it's nice to hear vinyl and to have something tactile, and have a record player at home, and it's just nice to ha nice to have that to read the liner notes, and some of the records have really great artwork, and it's just nice to have that connection, and also just to hear a full album again, um, because I. I grew up in the age of, you know, first cassettes and CDs, and I'm glad that records are coming back, I guess, for as much as we can do. And as nice as it is to have a access to digital music and how widely accessible and you can carry it with you and it's, like, minuscule, it's also um, really nice about having a, a something like a record. Okay, so, however, so the record playing today happens to be The Hurting by Tears for Fears. And again, I'm going on what was available at the library, what I what I felt like carrying, et cetera, from a few weeks ago. So I thought kind of, you know, overall fits in. And the first song I played, though, was I'm Afraid of Americans by David Bowie. And that's 
because I heard it this morning on The Current, which is the Minneapolis Public Radio. They have a radio station and lots of music stage substations that are great. And they have a 90s show every Friday, which that's my one. I have very few routines. Coming to the radio station is one of my few routines. And, oh, man, I guess I've been, like, indoors a lot because I'm talking a hell of a lot. That's okay. Radio is the medium, medium for talking. Great. So, oh, uh, I'm also talking very quickly, I realize. So every Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. here, Pacific time, it's like noon to one, I believe, in Minneapolis, they have a 90s show. And I grew up, I was in high school, and then junior high and high school in the 90s, so I have a, an affinity for lots of 90s music. And uh, today they were just taking requests and suggestions for music that either you feel you're feeling right now or that you wish you were feeling. And so that was one of the songs that was played, and uh, we were just like listening to it. And we're like, yep, this is uh, right on. So I know I've played it on the show before, but uh, definitely appropriate for times like this, given the response. I mean, I'm glad that there are there is shelter in place, and also given what we've, folks in China and South Korea have really taken a lead in terms of first just, you know, doing what they can to protect people and provide services for people. Also, Cuba, of course, has been working on vaccines and stuff, and Cuba's got a lot of doctors, and it's all of the lies that we've heard in the United States about socialist countries and, oh, well, they're the ones with healthcare. They're the ones taking care of their people. How nice would that be? And then they're always like, oh, in socialist country, you'd like, there's like no choice in the grocery store. And then we see all these photos here in the United States of people hoarding and like having there not be enough goods for folks because people are freaking out and hoarding too much. Okay. Speaking of lies, just going to call out the like anti-Asian racism that's been going on and the fuck face asshole in the White House. Um, I guess that could apply to a lot of people, so take your pick. Um, just using this as a way just to um, push racism forward is just fucked up, so I wanted to call that out and name that, and that's fucked up, and he can go fuck himself, as all the followers can of him. Also, I do want to acknowledge that... Uh, oh, yeah, there's an article also in Rolling Stone. I may or may not get to it today, but it's just noting that now with so many folks at home, unfortunately, it's going to bring about it's a very well possible could bring about a rise in far right-wing extremism in that there's a lot of content online that some fucking asshole moderators um, on certain platforms, they refuse to take down Nazis because they're fucking cowards. And uh, so that's something that's going to be, unfortunately, a another yet another side effect of this is that people may become radicalized online. So part of what I want to say is just to um, encourage folks the opposite, to educate oneself and to share resources and kind of combat the that narrative that's out there, which is looking to harm folks. And people have already, like there's some Asian Americans and Asian folks who have already been attacked here in this country. And that's because of this fucking bullshit nationalism. And it's really important to um, call that out and to end it. And it's also just like... The rage that people feel and the fear that people fear is very real. And also, we can direct it at our uh, public officials and the wealthy folks out there who have put us in this position, the billionaires who have been hoarding their wealth, the politicians who knew that this was going to be a crisis and fucking lied about it and made money off it. Those are folks that we should definitely aim our rage uh, at, I think. They're the ones who are responsible for why this is happening, not your everyday citizen just fucking walking around. Okay, putting that out. So I will provide uh, ways, whether it's a petition, whether it's uh, writing something, speaking with folks, lots of ways to uh, 
to um, lots of ways to uh, show up. Okay, I'm expecting a call in, and this person called, um, and we're gonna test something out to see if this works. So I had my phone off because I usually have the ringer off. So that's just uh, why I'm taking a moment. So we're gonna see if this works here. We're going to, this is uh, E.K. Keith who hosts a show here Saturday nights, and so we're trying to see if folks can call in on cell phones and see how that sounds on our system instead of the phone in the uh, studio. So, see how this, this works out. All right, so I'm gonna keep on <laughs> talking. Oh my gosh, excuse me, that was, that was unexpected. I apologize. So this has been like my own perspective on things, and I will be sharing lots of resources. There's a mutual aid. I'll keep talking until we get the call. Um, there has been a lot of resources out there. There's one that's like bit.ly um, forward slash COVID-19 collective care, which is this amazing resource. And it's like, initially it's like two pages, but there's so many links on there. Okay, let's see if this works. Um, hello? Oop. This is really hard in gloves. Uh, all right. All right. Okay, sorry, gloves on, hard to pick up. Try, we're getting the play-by-play the -play here. See if we can uh, answer the <laughs> answer the phone. Uh, see how this works out. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, another reason I kind of do miss textile tactile phones. All right, come on. Hello. Hello. Let me try this. Hello. Oh my. Hello? I can hear you. Yay! I just didn't have the switch up. Yay! It works. It works. 